0: We are throwing it back in this podcast episode and pulling up the podcast that I released the end of 2020 with my 2021 marketing predictions. And we're gonna find out if they were accurate or not. And each one, I'm gonna provide some context and commentary over what was accurate, what wasn't, and what you need to know about this going into next year. You guys ready? You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 346. All right, my friends, I have something super fun. So we are throwing it back in this podcast episode and pulling up the podcast that I released the end of 2020 with my 2021 marketing predictions. And we're gonna find out if they were accurate or not and each one I'm going to provide some context and commentary over what was accurate what wasn't and what you need to know about this going into next year you guys ready here are my 2021 marketing predictions of what you need to pay attention to so the first one is an importance of knowing your customer value and your customer's average life cycle. So how long does it take them from like joining your list, coming into your world, to becoming a paying customer? Now, in 2020, we saw this increase. So I saw in several different scenarios in businesses where it took longer from a lead, a potential lead, an audience, to go from a cold lead to a paying customer. And people are selling more of, they're warm traffic. So building your list and building up that you know audience base of lists and engagement is, is important. But knowing your customer value and the average life cycle going into the new year is going to be really important because that should drive your strategy. All right. So my first prediction was the importance of knowing your customer value, knowing how long it's going to take for a lead to turn into a customer and then their overall lifetime value. And I positioned this last year because in 2020... I mentioned how we saw that increase. And so was it true? Do you guys think it was important this year to know that? And I will say 100% because here's the reality. In 2020, we saw that increase. We saw that the importance of lead generation, brand awareness, visibility, nurturing your audience, building trust. We saw that increase. And I would argue it increased even more this year than it did in 2021, 2020. Oh, my gosh. It increased even more in 2020 than it did in 2021. And I want to bring up this quick example because a couple weeks ago I did on the podcast about our Ignite student who the biggest takeaway he had in achieving a $50,000 launch, which is so huge for one of our Ignite students. They come in a lot of times with no sales online and he just had a $50,000 launch. And one of the things that he realized after doing, I think, three launches last year was that the average customer sits on his list for eight weeks before buying. That is really important intel to know because that drives your entire strategy, which is what I was kind of mentioning last year is you need to know this because that will determine what your strategy is and a big thing that we saw a lot of our clients shift to we started doing this last year was lead generation was shifting from going straight from webinar to cold traffic straight to your offer and changing the way that you view ads and having it go cold traffic to a lead magnet to a webinar to an offer because that gives you the time to build your list to build that value, that nurturing, that trust, and then turn them into a paying customer. And so this is still absolutely true. I think I was right on last year with the fact that this was increasing and it was getting harder to convert someone like very quickly into a sale. But I think going into next year, this is even more true. You need to know that number, especially like if I was to ask you today, how long does somebody sit on your list before they become a customer? Would you know that answer? That is so crucial to know because that could change your entire strategy. That could change the way you're doing your ads, the way you're setting up your customer journey without knowing that you're flying blind just a little bit. Bit and our amazing Ignite student who had that successful launch. One of the, the biggest contributing factors was he had to figure out the importance of lead generation. Because if the average person sits on his list for eight weeks before becoming a customer, he would be never successful going straight to webinar cold traffic to a sale in his launches. He'd have to have that warm traffic, which led to creating his entire strategy. Now, don't just go copy that in your business because that might not be true for you. But you need to know that number and you need to know that going into next year so you can plan all of your strategy, all of your ads around that. All right, so my next prediction was how important reels and videos were going to be. And so was I correct on this one? Yes and no. One thing I said in this prediction that I just listened back to that I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I was right on that one, was that it will always outperform images. This one's a little bit more basic and you guys might like this one better. Maybe you won't because you don't like to do these, but videos and reels are going to continue to take precedent and convert better than images. That's my prediction. It's what I'm seeing, you know, we're seeing right now, what we've been seeing over the last couple of months. We just had an example actually in my own ads. We have ads that go to my podcast episodes and we had, we tried all of them just as like a test. We tried um, images with audio clips. We tried Static images, uh, we tried moving images, and then we tried a personal video of me. And the personal video of me was converting half the cost as everything else. In my launch, when we did that, when we implemented reels, um, the reels were literally cut the CPM, the cost per thousand impressions, in half. So Facebook's definitely favoring videos and reels, and it makes sense. They want reels to do well on Instagram. So obviously, Facebook, Instagram ads are the same, but they want videos to do well. Uh, I mean, they want reels to do well. They're in competition with TikTok, so they want it to work. Um, and also, I think it's just more catchy for people. So anytime you do a promotion, whether it's a flash sale, your webinar, your podcast ads, it's worth just testing a personal video of you um, and or a reel. And I think that's going to continue to be the case all of next year that that type of creative is going to do the best. On one hand, I was absolutely absolutely on point with the fact that reels and video was the direction we're going. I mean, Instagram came out this last year saying, we're not a photo sharing app anymore. They talked about the big paradigm shift that they were facing. And if Instagram's facing a paradigm shift, we're facing a paradigm shift. So video and reels are absolutely important. I think I missed the mark maybe slightly on the importance that they would play in organic strategies in this prediction because I I was definitely like very focused in on ads and I would add to that that this past year you know I've seen clients and and ourselves really leverage reels for organic growth and that has been very successful you do have to have a lot of volume and um, quantity of them and so I think that is something that I I, sh- I could have touched on in looking at this year is like the the impact organically but the other thing I will add that is interesting and and I if you go back maybe a couple weeks of podcast I talked about images versus reels and that was really an interesting episode because one thing that came out of that from our ads managers is in some cases reels are resulting in a really high click-through rate a low cost per click but they're actually not resulting in the conversions on the ads which i kind of broke that down in my theory behind that is that the actual video itself reels and short video is very engaging and funny and entertaining and so it gets people to click but then when they maybe get to that page they're like oh this is so disconnected from what I thought I was clicking on this isn't what I wanted now that's not the case for for every company for me specifically videos and reels are my top performing ads and for several of our clients that's also true But this kind of reiterates the importance of not saying like oh reels and videos are it you know that is what I need to be doing and only that and kind of ruling out images which I did a little bit in that clip although I still said to test I would add there's been some cases where I've been surprised where I've thought wow I can't believe the reels are not outperforming the images and I think that really great graphics Or images like we've done a lot of um, moving graphics for clients that the text moves or just doing something cool within the graphic I think still has a place and so one of the things I would add to this prediction is that yes short form video reels and entertainment is key and you know it was, it was true a year ago. It's even more true today that Instagram and Facebook are, or Meta, are in a massive competition with TikTok. And so organically and paid, they're going to favor that content. But that means that you might have a higher click-through rate and a lower cost per click. It doesn't always mean it's going to lead to conversions. So you have to watch the full picture and the full data. So I think that's still true. But you also have to follow your lead's path and you have to really pay attention to the actions they're taking and really make sure that it's leading to your ultimate goal, which is conversions. So testing is really important. And and what I think I missed was the importance of, of these type of videos in an organic strategy. And, and that will really help bring home your full marketing strategy um, is incorporating them organically. And it's also a great way to test What does really well and then bring that over to ads my next prediction was that facebook groups are dead so let's find out if i think that one is accurate my third one is i think facebook groups are dying if not dead and you know a year ago a year and a half ago i thought groups were going to become more common because they made like a whole separate um, little tab for it in facebook but it doesn't seem to be the case so if you have an established facebook group already i think you're going to be okay because you already have people in there who go to your group for information for you know community to to hear what you're saying you already have built that community in that free group but if you don't have one i wouldn't go into 2021, making a free group and trying to optimize that, um, I would put it into different, you know, methods like engagement ads and video ads and trying to build, uh, your Instagram DMs up a little bit more in conversations, direct conversations on social media are doing a lot better than the public Instagram groups, both because of the algorithm, but also I think because of how people are acting on social media too. I don't think 2021 is a good year to try and start and launch a free Facebook group. I think you should, again, put more effort into those uh, more direct nurturing ways of communicating and connecting with people, which could be um, Instagram DMs, Instagram stories, or engagement videos, um, or your podcast, anything like that. So that's my prediction that groups are dying. All right, so I had to sit with this one for a minute. I might have been wrong on this one, but I also think I had a lot of truth in what I was saying. So there's an interesting piece to this where I have a good friend who... It was about three or four months ago he got on a call with me. I did a podcast on this too. I do a podcast on everything you guys. He got on a call with me and he was like telling me how Facebook groups are working so well for them and they are absolutely crushing it with a Facebook group and he essentially was trying to convince me in a friendly way like you got to do a group and I did a podcast about how I considered it and how you're constantly bombarded with like do this strategy. This is working for me. You know you should be doing this. Look over here and we have to kind of filter that through and decide what we want to do and what we don't want to do. The point is he's crushing it with a Facebook group and he almost convinced me to do one because I was like, dang, like it's working amazing for you. So I was sitting here going, hmm, are Facebook groups dead or why is that working for him? And I think that the takeaway from this is what is working is giving an insane amount of value away for free and so he has a facebook group but it's actually positioned really different where it's it's where you go to get all of his free content so you can't post in his group like as a community and get your questions answered But instead, you can't post in there, but they post, his team posts and he posts, and you can comment on those posts. But the incentive for joining his group is he has all these like, like a whole like mini course training and all of these resources, like incredible amount of resources. He does interviews in there. So the incentive is to come in there and get access to that. And I think what I was saying last year when I was looking at our Facebook group instead is the actual engagement of having conversations, like having people post questions and being able to talk to them and then get them on a call and have that like community in my experience last year the algorithm that was essentially just dead it wasn't you know working at all and I think that is still true but giving an insane amount of value to your to your audience, to your leads, to your prospects, that's what's working. And so, this friend of mine has found a way to basically utilize his Facebook group as a container for all of those free resources, and that's why it's working. And so, I still stand by. It was true that you know investing time in a Facebook group where people are going to be asking you a bunch of questions, and you have to create all these like engagement posts, and it's a free for all. I definitely still think that's dead. I wouldn't do that, but if you want to utilize a Facebook group as like a platform for you to be able to deliver a lot of value to build you know, a group of leads that you can then engage, I think it could be a good strategy. The other piece I would add to this though is you never want a Facebook group to take away from your offer. So let's say that you have some sort of offer and included in that is a Facebook group and they get access to you in that Facebook group. Well, if you also have a Facebook group where you open up access to yourself for free, that does kind of take away from your your paid offer in a way. So I think what's working and what worked this year is giving an insane amount of value for free. And however you end up doing that, is okay and if it is a Facebook group I think the way I would structure it is it's a place like it's it's almost like a a news site right it's where you can just post like hey we released this or this live training is happening come to this and so it's not really a Facebook group you know it's like I'm trying to think of the word but it's it's like one of those um announcement boards or something and and so that makes total sense So that works us over the Facebook groups the other thing I said is that you know putting time and effort into this you would you would have a lot better success putting it into content and brand awareness and visibility ads or having one-on-one conversations I still do think that's true I think that the reality is you could look at what everybody's saying you should do you could look at all these strategy options and they're are easily a hundred things that you could go do next year. You have to figure out what's going to be the most impactful for your business and then only do that. And so a Facebook group, the reason I haven't done it, and I don't think I'm going to, I'm not going to say never, but I think I have a pretty good way of getting out free content. That's not that. But the reason I didn't do it in that point where I felt super motivated, like, hi, I got to go do it. You know, it's so cool that it's working so well for him is because I didn't have the bandwidth. We had so much else that we were working on. And if we were going to take away attention and take away resources from those things, it was going to impact that and you know, put them in the Facebook group. It's like we wouldn't be doing anything well. This friend of mine who has a Facebook group crushing it, that's all they do. That's 100% of their effort goes into the value and the optimizing and the refinement of their strategy around that Facebook group. So this prediction, I was right. I was a little wrong and it uh, like side note another funny thing is when this episode came out last year I remember he messaged me and he's like I think you're wrong like the Facebook group is working for me so I hope he listens to this too because he was right but it's the way he was using the Facebook group which is not really the traditional way that people think about Facebook groups. I think if you're going to use it as a place to just market all of your free value and content and create a community in that way it could work but only if you can put the um, the required amount of effort into that i also add this is probably a good strategy for those of you selling high ticket trying to get sales calls booked that's what he's trying to do and i don't know about lower ticket if it's worth the um effort i would say it's it's worth it for engaging with people to try to get them on a call and that could be a good strategy so that's my takeaway from that prediction All right, so this prediction, I definitely think I nailed it, which was the importance of innovative ad creative. Innovative ad creative. That will be extremely critical for success in 2021. Again, the feed is getting more crowded. You have to stand out. This means, you know, animated videos, GIFs, reels, which we talked about, but you can't just write templated ads and put up templated images. They will not work. You have to be innovative and you have to focus on connection and emotion and community and trust in your ads. You have to pull out and go those like two layers deeper when you're talking about your ideal customer and talk, trying to talk to them through your ads. You have to be innovative. You have to get them to stop the scroll. You have to get them to connect with your ad, even if it's just a free thing that you're offering. Now, this is something that's obviously always true. But again, as the ad space gets more crowded, it gets more and more important that you're doing this and that you are you are staying innovative compared to everybody else, you know, in your niche and and your competitors and the other ads that your audience is going to be seeing that yours stand out. If there was one thing that we put the most resources into last year as a team, both for my internal marketing, as well as our clients, it was creative. We added team members, we added resources, we added processes, and one thing that You know, we kind of discovered this last year that it wasn't just about the ad creative that you're creating and coming up with those innovative images or videos or whatever it was but it was also the messaging angles and so one thing we started implementing in my own marketing and then brought it over to clients was the monthly content ideas and sitting down every month and saying you know here's five different reels you could record or different video angles or ways that you can create this content to then stand out and so honestly if there's you know any prediction about what was the most important this was one of them and then also I think you know listening back to this episode I did not realize how much ad costs would increase and the impact of iOS updates you know we knew it was coming when I recorded this but we didn't really know it was coming and with that you know Great ad creative is the most important thing to overcome that this year. And having ad copy and videos and and innovative reels or videos or creative graphics or whatever it is, that is what has allowed us to keep costs down in many accounts and what's allowed you to kind of combat that more expensive ad cost. And so if there's any prediction out of all of these, this was definitely spot on. I didn't necessarily know how to tie it to the fact that this would also be the solution to more expensive ad costs. But it, this is absolutely was spot on. We had to, because of this, add in resources. I mean, I hired a creative manager on, on both my marketing team and then also for our clients. We up leveled the, the process and the, the amount of communication and audits we were doing with messaging and just had to really step it up three, four times what we were doing before in terms of ideas and Just being innovative, you know, overall for clients. And I think this prediction is going to just continue to be true. And the reality is, this is at the roots of marketing. This is back to the basics. This is what's always worked. And people were able to get away with not doing this well. But at the end of the day, like, Every single marketing campaign that's been successful even before the time of digital ads has come from very innovative creative and innovative messaging and standing out in that way and so this just became more true and became more critical because of ad costs but it was absolutely spot on and it will continue into this next year. Okay well this prediction is probably the main one I got wrong. And I'm sad to say I got this one wrong. I listened back and I was like, man, I was naive to say those things. But it was that online businesses will boom this year. Online business will continue to boom. So I know the economy is, you know, questionable, and people are worried. Like, what's going to happen, and uh, what happens when all the stimulus money runs out? And just even twenty twenty, like at the beginning, who knew what was going to happen? And I do think our economy um, will struggle for some people, and some people—not for some people, but some people will struggle next year um, as the stimulus money runs out and the reality of, you know, the shutdowns is is more and more obvious. But I think uh, course sales are going to go way up. Coaching is going to continue to go up. People are moving online. So for those online businesses, uh, we've been so blessed this, this year with actually so many people, myself included, have actually grown their business through this. And I think that it's really important to see this as a reality and go into the new year knowing You're going to grow no matter what and how will you support people who maybe didn't need your services or your products before but they do now because of the current state of the world and the economy, whatever happens next year, who even knows, but like in terms of the economy and the world and everything. And so constantly staying ahead of how do I serve my audience based on what's happening right now will really help because I think there's a lot of potential for online businesses because what's happening is so much of the world is like catching up to where we've been for the last five years. That's what I really feel like, like everybody getting on Zoom and remote school and remote learning and courses and having to bring their businesses online and use Facebook ads like it's just happening more and more. And they're catching up to where I mean, I've been I've been living here for five years. Like it hasn't changed. I have a whole remote team and um, I was set up for this. But so many people are changing, which is going to put growth into the online business. So I listened back to this clip and I was like, dang, I didn't know what was coming when I was talking about this. Now, were there businesses who boomed this year and did really well? Yes. And we have clients who absolutely crushed it, who grew from the previous year. However myself and so many people i know struggled this year. It was a way harder year to be successful and i think the the previous year was more successful for a lot of us because the effects of covid hadn't fully hit yet in in you know for me one thing that we've struggled a lot with is just overall like team building, like finding great employees got harder, which is going to impact your business, but also Marketing costs went up, and everybody in 2020 had PPP money. So they had a lot of cash to go and spend. And then that went away this next year. And I reflect back on the conversation I recently had um, with an eight figure entrepreneur who is just amazing. And he was like, Oh, I saw this coming in 2020. Like, this was, he said, this was the hardest year in my business in all of my time. And, And he's been doing it since 2000 like forever so he's been through many rough times in digital marketing and changes similar to the iOS updates and he said this was the hardest year for him and for a lot of his friends but he said I was fine because I was prepared for it and I'm like listening to this clip like I was not prepared (laughs) I was not prepared for this this year was not easy and however there's like a silver lining with that so first of all I think I was fully wrong with this with this um This prediction I think I was very naive in thinking that we were kind of I think what I thought was like oh we're through the hard part you know COVID's already kind of happened it was still going obviously but it's like we've adapted right and and the impact is done but everybody had PPP money and everybody was kind of still on a high from it and and doing really well and I didn't fully and how could I have seen the impact of iOS updates and the impact of just overall you know lack of of marketing success that some people were going to have but the silver lining is that this forced people to be better this forced me to get better This forced me to improve all of my offers. This forced me to figure out, okay, how do I serve people so they can still be successful? This forced us to add to our services. This really forced us to be better. And if that didn't happen, we would still be doing the same thing. And so I don't think online businesses boomed this year. I I don't think a lot of businesses boomed this year. I think it was a tougher year. And I think our economy is not in the best place. And the, the thing is I've never been through a really hard economic time when I wasn't I was a kid you know in 2008 and so I i realized like it's not obvious when it's happening but it's obvious after it's happening and so I think 2021 is going to be the year that we look back and go remember that shitty year you know when iOS updates launched and ad costs just shot up and things that worked the year before just stopped working and you had to work 10 times harder to get the same results If you felt like that, you're not alone. That's how I felt this year and that is how so many people felt. But with that, you were still able to create success. And I think the reality is we went through a purge and a lot of businesses gave up. They were like, I don't want to work this hard. You know, I want the great results with not a lot of work and that's not reality anymore but the businesses who were able to buckle down and do things like we did which was talk to our audience and be able to look in the mirror and say hey what I created five years ago it's got to adapt it's got to pivot it has to meet people with where they're at today and that forced me to up level my offers that forced me to get better and so if you're still in the place where you're struggling In order to be really successful next year, you might have to look deeper than just a surface level adjustment, than just like changing your webinar title or making minor tweaks to your strategies. If you're sitting there saying, well, this worked before and you're spinning your wheels trying to get something to work, I want you to look deeper at your offer and look deeper at your ideal customer who you're serving and what type of bigger pivots you might have to make. And that might be eye-opening for some of you. I just had a, fr- a conversation with a friend and I mentioned that to her and she was like, oh my gosh, like I'm so deep in this that I didn't even realize it, but you're exactly right. I'm doing the same thing I've been doing since I started my business you know, five years ago and I need to change my offer and I need to change my ideal customer a little bit and shift it and that's normal Most businesses have to go through phases of these type of pivots. And that was what the year of 2021 was about for so many of us. So the good news is you were still able to create success. And the bad news is it wasn't a year where you're booming. I do think, and I hope I'm not naive, but I'm pretty confident when I say this. I think the businesses who are willing to make big pivots, make big changes, and put in the work, even when it felt so freaking hard this year, myself included, are going to win next year. Like I think we're through the hardest part. I don't think it's necessarily going to get better from here or easier from here. But I think we've already like built up our resilience to put in that level of work. And now going into next year, we're ready. And and I'm already actually starting to see that shift last month and this month for us, which really started to happen after we interviewed our audience and we shifted our offer and we made big changes. Because I, I should do a whole podcast on this, but when you're pushed into that place where you're like, why is this not working the way I want it to? And why does it feel so hard? You're forced to just make decisions where you're like, whatever, I have nothing to lose. Like, let's try it. Let's just try it. Let's see what happens. And so it pushes you in that place where you have to make big shifts and changes, which ultimately allows you to build something that's even better than it was before. And so I think the businesses who face that and will continue to face that and kind of make those adjustments are gonna do really well next year. I do think it's gonna be an easier year. I feel really excited for next year. I am ready for it to be 20 2022, 2021 wasn't great for me. It was, it was just a lot of like, it felt like we were walking through mud so much of this year and really working 10 times harder to get the same result as before, which is frustrating because you want to be growing and you go into a year with like all these huge goals and places that you want to be. And so it's been a, big learning experience for me. So if you're feeling that way, that is completely normal. And I think I was definitely naive with this prediction and not understanding the impact of iOS updates and all those components. But I'm very excited and confident going into next year that we did the work this year to get us to where we want to be next year. My final prediction for this year was that the life cycle of content and Your value that you put out in your webinars and your overall strategies was going to shorten and the need to refresh things was going to increase. My final... Prediction for 2021 is just the life cycle of how long content is good is shortening. So we're seeing a lot um, that, you know, a webinar, let's say you run an automated webinar, it's needing to be updated a lot faster. It gets stale quicker. So what we're having a lot of clients do, and, and actually myself included, is like update a webinar title or update the webinar itself with just a little bit of fresh content. Um, Maybe it's also like you're running visibility content, updating that or your lead gen or your video series. I think at least once a quarter next year, you're going to have to seriously kind of look at your, your marketing, your strategy, and your messaging, and make pivots and changes where needed, of course, based on data, as always. But you you know it used to be before you could just let an auto webinar sit for like a year plus, and it would be fine. And in some cases, that does still work. I mean, there are actually like a small percentage of our clients where they do have an auto webinar that's been running for a really long time without any changes. But in a lot of other cases, we're seeing, you know, once a quarter at least, we have to update even if it's small things. We have to make some updates and they have to, we you know, we try fresh webinar titles or we change a few things about the content and the presentation. Definitely updating the ad creative, but also the opt-in page. And I think that will just continue to carry over into 2021, which is why your marketing has to be this, it can't be this set it and forget it strategy. that. No longer is possible. Maybe four years ago, maybe a few years ago, that was possible. And I know people teach that with the automated strategies. And yes, there can be automation, but you have to always have a a pulse on your marketing, on the data, on your community's response, on your audience's response, and on the content itself to stay on top of it. And not get irrelevant when the competition is increasing. So I think the competition next year will increase. And the people who step up with value, innovation, updated content and creative and show up for their audience in that proactive, consistent way will be the ones who do the best next year. So listening back to this one, I definitely think I I did nail that one. One thing that I changed the way I said this this year and is something that we have had to do a lot is about once a quarter is put new wrapping paper on what you're promoting because it is absolutely true that people need new. They need fresh. They need new. They want to see, oh, yeah, you know, this is brand new, never been said before or, just overall fresh and that's true for ad creative that's true for webinar titles that's true for content you're creating and unfortunately I think it's a symptom of the constant stimulation that all of your audience receives in social media They need short, very short form content. They need constant news stimulation or they're bored. They can't read long posts. They can't read long emails. They don't want to attend long webinars. New, new, new is is the reality. And so going into next year, this is still going to be true. And it's still going to be a large percentage of your effort is going to have to be in considering how do we stand out? How do we constantly make our back end and our foundational content seem new? How do we constantly put out new value? There's a lot of competition out there. So people who are consistent, people who constantly put out really valuable over deliver content are the ones winning all the time, every time. And I think you're just going to have to continue to do that next year. And so one way to kind of break it down is just to ask yourself every quarter, can you put new wrapping paper? on your content. So maybe your webinar itself, the presentation itself absolutely crushes it, but maybe once a quarter you need to adjust the title or you need to have a different angle or a different story or a different you know, win that you're sharing or just a way to present that that feels fresh, feels new and doesn't feel stale. Because what will happen if you don't do that is all of the great content that is out there that is you know, fighting for your audience's attention is going to win their attention because yours is gonna feel old. So so this prediction was spot on it's going to continue into next year and what it essentially means is that you just need to put resources time innovation brainstorming ideas into this into creating new ideas this should be an effort that you make every single week and is non-negotiable and that you put time into brainstorming and really figuring this out for your business and figuring out how you can deliver value and content and make it feel fresh, even if the back end and the foundational is, is regular. And one thing I've learned over the years myself is I can feel like I'm saying something 10 times and is super repetitive in my content. But the reality is nobody listens to a hundred percent of what I say. Nobody even remembers what I said six months ago. And so to you, it might feel repetitive, But if you're going very deep in your core values and and your processes and your methods for your business and your content, that's how it's supposed to feel. And so don't feel like you have to create all these like different ways of doing things on on like in a deep level. It's the front end wrapping paper. It's the wrapping paper. That's the best way to put it. It's the way you're positioning things. It's the webinar titles. It's the, the, frequency of valuable content being put out there it's the angles that you're using it's the videos it's the reels that has to be fresh and you're not able to just let ads sit for months at a time and never change the ad that just doesn't exist anymore it did four or five years ago it doesn't exist today so this one was spot on and is going to continue into next year All right, you guys, so that wraps up my look back on my predictions, which was super fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed going back and listening to myself and go, oh, well, that was right or that was wrong. So we're going to be doing this kind of fun rewind series for the next couple of weeks where we're pulling like just some really cool clips. We've got one where we're going to pull all my rants that I did this year into it into an episode. So stay tuned for those. And I think overall, like when I when I look at this, I'm like the one thing I was missing was the reality of the iOS updates, which we wouldn't really be fully prepared for that but you know what I talked about about online businesses booming and it being like an easier year I was definitely naive in that and I think we couldn't have been prepared for the increased ad costs for the iOS updates and for how that impacted so many of us the good news is I think next year is going to be better I think we are we hit rock bottom we're coming back up (laughs) and I'm very hopeful for that and I've already seen it in client results I've seen it in our results the people who are willing to do the work they're coming up you know above water and and are thriving right now so that's exciting December it might be our best month in business for the whole year so that is very exciting and there's a lot of hope there so I hope you guys enjoyed this and I'll talk to you on Thursday thanks for listening to the not for lazy marketers podcast if you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing head over to help my to see how Hirsch marketing